where I've got that from in this passage. But just before, before I share on that, I want to um, let you know some of the things that, that we're beginning to see God joining dots and this, this web of the body of Christ all over Australia. God's joining dots and he's joining us to people and, and, and we are on people's minds and they're on our minds. And, and over the last six to eight weeks, I've made an intentional time to go and meet with other pastors uh, from any, any uh, bracket or type or um, you know, whatever denomination. And I've found it quite an encouraging um, time to have coffee with other pastors because, um, you know, you're just hearing their heart on what God's doing. And God is really breaking down walls. He's really breaking down walls. There's not a, a big, um, it's not a terrifying thing um, to, to, to be at lunch with other pastors from other denominations. It's, it, I think even myself growing up, it was a bigger deal 20, 30 years ago. It's not such a big deal anymore. And, and I've noticed that, um, that I, can, I can call just about anyone um, from, or Facebook them or whatever else, the beauty of Facebook, from, from any stream, and there's a connection. There's a connection. It's not, it's not, it's not a, a barrier or an issue. And so um, I would say there's probably 20, maybe more pastors that I've been in contact with um, in the last six weeks from all over Australia and just talking the same language, just sharing our heart. But there's, there's a unity rising up in the body of Christ. And, um, and some of them really, really love our backdrop, I must say. <laughs> I've had some of them ask me and say, where did you get that thing? We want one of those. Anyway, so Rocky and I have started a business and, um, <laughs> called Doing Up Your Church. <laughs> anyway... I'm just kidding on that. But, um, but it, you know, there's a hunger. There's a hunger. That's what I'm trying to get at. And, and the same problems that we face, other churches, other pastors face, but there's a hunger there for the real, for the authentic. And, and I, I think it's encouraging when we all hear that. Um, and so um, even in the next few weeks, uh, I'm going to Sydney for, for business actually this week, but catching up with Finney. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce his last name from Jubilee Church, but um, and uh, and guys like that, and in touch with um, the pastor from Day Spring, David Crabtree, and Peter McHugh. I'm going to see, and so there's guys like that. That are, and I want you to know that so that you know that um, God is building a relational web, a relational web. And, uh, and so it's not forced, it's not that we all have to do a certain style that someone else's, it's a, the latest thing, but it's a, it's a heart connection and a relational web. It's apostolic, uh, but, it's, but it's a heart-based thing. And so I think it's quite exciting, and I think that um, people are hearing even about our Aldinga church, and people are going, whoa, you, okay, you guys are, are going for it, you know. And so there's an excitement building down there, I have to say. There's some families down there that are already looking to, to jump on board and join us. So again, be praying, praying for that, because these are, these are big steps for us as a house, and, um, but they're exciting. This is the kingdom. This is the kingdom of God. And um, so, I hope that gives you a, a little bit of an idea of some of the good things that God's doing. Colossians chapter 4 verse 2 says, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message 
so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in a way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. And let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. When I was reading this in the last couple of weeks, that, those three words really stood out to me. Seasoned with salt. This is how we are to pray. This is how we are to be to other people when we come in contact with them. We are to be seasoned with salt. And of course, there's a whole lot of analogies and metaphors we could use around salt and how it's used and, um, and why we use it. And um, you know, I'll touch on that in a moment. But the, the effectiveness of salt is incredible. The longevity of the power of salt is everlasting. It, it's something that in, uh, even in earth, thousands and thousands of years ago, salt was such a worth, uh, a costly thing that it became obviously the trade, main trade was done with salt because it was such a key element that everyone needed. Everyone needed salt in their daily lives. They needed it for their food. They needed it for preservation. And so salt obviously uh, became a, a pinnacle right up there, like gold or like something even more useful than gold uh, in everyone's daily lives. And um, when I was just thinking about this, I was thinking that it's often for us, the Bible talks about you know, if salt loses its saltiness, it becomes ineffective. And I think this is the journey for us as believers to keep our saltiness some may say keep our anointing even. But a saltiness is almost even sharper and more pertinent on saying we need to keep the flavor of Jesus Christ in everything we do so that when we meet people, they're going to taste something. They're going to taste that something a little bit different. Have you ever tried salt-free tomato sauce? Isn't it disgusting? Um, if you're used to normal tomato sauce and then you go to that reduced salt stuff, it's like, hello, it's like just a vacuum of flavor disappeared. It's because the salt gives it its sharpness. It gives it its edge. It gives it that thing that our taste buds are looking for. And this, this is what when the world gets used to the saltiness of the message of love that we carry and the impact that we can have when we look into someone's eyes and we release the kingdom into them and we speak truth over them, they want that saltiness. And it won't be our job then to convince everyone and try and um, argue down every argument of every other denomination, every other faith, because people will know, I want that salt. I want the salt. I don't want pepper or I don't want anything that, was, that, that looks like salt. I want salt. And we are to be salt and light. And so when people come in contact with the salt that we carry, that that purity, that sharpness, and that, that, that thing that we all long for, then we never forget that taste. And then when other people maybe are trying to convince people of a different faith or of a different type, it's like salt-reduced faith. Everything else is salt-reduced. It hasn't got the gospel. It hasn't got Jesus and his life and his purity flowing through it. 
And so hopefully people will begin to be able to tell the difference between salt-reduced faith and a salt-infused faith. And we're meant to be seasoned with salt. Matthew chapter 9, verse 49, says, Everyone will be salted with fire. Now this is talking about uh, almost a condemnation. But then in 50 it says, Salt is good. But if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. Now, I will say that on our health journey that Karen and I have been on in the last sort of three years or so, we have discovered that there are so many health benefits for salt. Now, I'm not talking about the white, refined stuff, you know, the thin stuff uh, that probably we see everywhere, but sea salt and Himalayan salt and these sorts of things, which is what would have been around in biblical times. So that's really what the meaning of this is really, really, really good for us. And it's a cleanser and it's a purifier and, it's, and it's, it helps our bodies function in so many ways. And if you think about it, you know, our tears are salty, our sweat's salty, you know, all the, our fluid is salty. It's because there's salt in every part of us. And that salt, we, we never want to lose that saltiness in the spirit either because we can't function in the spirit without having that saltiness, that purity, that real sharpness flowing through us either. Leviticus chapter 2 verse 13 says, Season all your grain offerings with salt. Do not leave the salt of the covenant of, the, of your God out of your grain offerings. Add salt to all your offerings. And this is showing the importance and the purifying element that salt carries. God was saying back then, under, under the law, when you're giving your sacrifices, Add salt to everything. Put it all over it because the offering's better with salt. There's something purifying about salt. There's something pure. There's something holy even in this context about salt. And so I suppose what I'm trying to do is just build a framework that actually the scriptures talk quite a lot about salt. They refer to us being salt and light. And, and so this is something, a thread, an element that we can see right throughout scripture. So there's something on this for us. And when I read those three words, seasoned with salt, they kept going through my head. I thought, wow, there's something in that. When our worship is seasoned with salt, it's pure. When our lives, when our conversation is seasoned with salt, it means it comes out with a purity, not with a negativity, but with a purity and even with a holiness. But when, that, when people taste of what we're giving out, they're going to want it. They want that taste. Salt is attractive, you know. That's why Macca's stuff, their burgers, filled with salt, more salt, more salt. Uh, it's because we like the taste. And the more we have, the more we want. How? That's what we call revival, isn't it? The more you have, the more you want. That's revival. And so when we issue out the salt of the kingdom to others who we come in contact with that when we're seasoned with that purified kingdom of God and his love and his power and even his truth spoken in love then we're seasoned with salt we're giving that to other people they're going to want it and then they're going to want more and then they're going to want more and you know this is this goes for every area of our lives seasoned with salt it's sort of a it's a phrase that I'd love to just um, really 
embed in your mind and my mind for this coming week. Seasoned with salt. Seasoned with salt. Seasoned with salt. Um, I think it's, it's interesting. I just want to take one tangent for a minute. Um, obviously, it's been an interesting week politically. Was that this week that happened last week? Yeah, it was, right? Um, and uh, there's all sorts of things we can say, you know, good and bad, but uh, these things happen. Um, but I think that when we look even at circumstances like that, whether we completely agree or completely don't agree is, is sort of irrelevant in one sense. But when we look at situations like that, when we season it with salt... Salt of the word of God. Look through the kingdom of God and we season it. We say, all right, Lord, what on earth are you allowing to happen? What are you allowing to happen? What's going on here? Season it with salt and just purify the circumstance a little bit. Maybe purify the person a little bit. Maybe something's coming out of them that you know isn't the kingdom. It's not really them. It's not them. But just season it with salt a little bit and say, all right, what's... What's going on here? Lord, what, what can you bring out of this that could possibly release the kingdom of God? And then it, it just changes the tangent. I believe that's what to be seasoned with salt is like. I mean, uh, the first passage that I read in Colossians chapter 4, uh, it starts off saying, devote yourselves to prayer. Be watchful and thankful. And then it ends with seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. That's a really big phrase, isn't it? I've never known how to answer everyone. It, it, there's questions that come up. There's situations. There's, there's issues that we need to face. But if we do what it says in the beginning of this passage, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, then we can let our conversation be always full of grace, verse 6 of Colossians chapter 4, seasoned with salt so that we may know how to answer everyone. So being seasoned with salt is to have wisdom with people, to have understanding of breaking down conflict and bringing resolution. Salt brings a resolution. Salt brings a, even a finality. Ask Lot's wife. <laughs> but there's something, there's something true and calibrating about salt. It brings a plumb line to any situation. It brings a plumb line. If you put way too much in your food, you're going to know about it. It's, it's very powerful. It's very powerful. But obviously, used rightly, it gives life. It gives flavor. It gives an element that nothing else can. It purifies. It preserves. Here's a couple of interesting facts about salt. Um, and I just I always do a little bit of research just to see where I'm going. But um, as I said, salt was highly valuable in Roman times as as the trade. In fact, um, so valuable that it was part of their salary payments was in salt to people, or sometimes all of the salary payment was in salt. And so that's where the saying "He's not worth his salt" comes from: is he's not worth his wage, he's not worth his salary, he's not worth his salt. And so it's even that important. The words, the, even the word salad comes from it. You know, season, season your lettuce and things with, with salt. And so there's a lot of derivatives that we can draw out of um, the, the element of salt. But Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, this sort of summarizes it for me. 
Matthew chapter 5, 13. This is Jesus' words. He says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Verse 14. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The world wants our saltiness. They may not know it. We may not always know it. But the world wants our saltiness. You know, there's a big difference between belonging and having a longing. There's a big difference. We have a belonging. The world that doesn't know Jesus has a longing. And it's the saltiness in us that will bring that edge, that truth and that love and will satisfy their longing. And it will change their longing into a belonging. And it will draw them in. And so I, I see this element of us being seasoned with salt as almost like a sprinkling of anointing over our daily lives. And it takes us to a new level, a new level of understanding. So if we're praying, we're seasoned with salt. When we're, when we're speaking, when we're worshipping, we're seasoned with salt. And when we're seasoned with salt, there's something truth, there's an honor, there's a love, there's a power, there's an authority. There's even, as, as I've said, um, salt was such a valuable um, trade um, element that we can even see the cost of it. It costs us something to be seasoned with salt and purified and operate in that realm. And so if we think about our daily lives, you know, it might be wherever you are, work or play or, you know, sport or university or studying, whatever it might be, if we do everything and just picture being seasoned with salt, it might be studying that assignment that you're dreading doing or something like that. When we season it with salt, we say, Lord, what's your seasoning for this? What's your seasoning for today? What's, what's your seasoning in that conversation that I'm meant to have next week? What's your seasoning with the boss that I'm not doing too well with? What's your seasoning in this circumstance, this relational circumstance? What does your seasoning taste like and look like? Because I need it. I need it. And it takes us up a level into the seasoning of heaven. I mean, who would love to just smell and taste like the seasoning of heaven? Doesn't that sound good? Well, salt. <laughs> it's an easy thing. It's available to all of us. It's easy. And so we just get seasoned with him. We just let him sprinkle over you know, any decision or situation we might have. I believe that being seasoned with salt brings out, brings out the best. It purifies and it brings out the good stuff. And it filters off the bad stuff. And um, I want us to stand because I want to pray this morning. That is one of the shortest sermons I've ever preached. <laughs> but I, it's too nice a day to sit here mulling around. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Karen and I have some things to do later. But... Um, I, um, I, that's, that's actually all I felt from the Lord. And I, I thought, wow, do I, I, do I need to stretch it out? No, it, it's just like keep it pure, right? Keep it seasoned with salt. So if he says nothing, don't do anything. 
If he says a little bit, just do a little bit. If he says a lot, pour, pour the whole lot on. But so that's something that I actually realized he was even saying, just season them with salt today. And so if you want to be seasoned with salt, just lift your hands. I want to pray. Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your word that brings such a sharp truth to it. And it doesn't matter what situation we're facing this week, we ask that your anointing would break the yoke. We ask that you would season us and our circumstances and our relationships and every event, every meeting, every situation, every decision would be seasoned with the salt of Jesus Christ. No impurities. No impurities. The purification of the salt of Jesus himself, the person of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we ask that where we have allowed things to not be seasoned, we submit them to you this morning. And we ask that you would just sprinkle on the purification salt of your altar, of your name, of your kingdom. And we commit those things to you today, Lord Jesus. Even those people, maybe those situations, those circumstances. Lord, sprinkle the salt of heaven today. And Lord, we ask that you would make us a people who operate in that. So that we are so attractive. We are so tasty to other people. They just they want to be around us. They want to get a taste of the kingdom of God that flows from us. That, that essence of heaven. That truth and life and love and hope and destiny and healing would just be contagious for other people. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you for sending Holy Spirit. And I ask even right now that you would season us with him. Let us smell like Holy Spirit. Let us walk like Holy Spirit. And Lord, we pray for the empowering, the empowering of the name of Jesus to mark us, to lift us to a new level so that saltiness would just rise to the surface in whatever we're doing, whatever we're doing, Lord, that your anointing would take us to a new level in whatever we do, even this week. Things that we would normally do just day to day in a very natural way take us to a new level, with seasoned with the anointing salt of heaven. Fresh decisions. Some of you this week are making some decisions maybe about a direction that you need to take. And this is going to make a difference for you when you sit and let him season those decisions with salt. And not out of obligation, but out of truth. He's going to refine those decisions and bring his crystallized truth out of it. And it's going to be better, and it's going to be bolder, and it's going to be bigger, and and just such a better outcome than could have otherwise happened. And so, Lord, I pray for that wisdom, for that wisdom and revelation to be released, even in this house this week. Thank you, Lord Jesus.